Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 501st ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Florida to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined in the third segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. Well, it was certainly a week like no other in the NFL with last Monday night's shocking events with DeMar Hamlin uh, Pittsburgh area native, but of course a member of the Buffalo Bills who uh, basically had a cardiac arrest on the field. The Bills training staff uh, came to the rescue and administered CPR not once but twice and theoretically apparently saved his life by any and all accounts. And it was just uh, a surreal night. I was watching live when it happened, like everybody around the nation and beyond. I uh, just couldn't, uh, couldn't believe what we were seeing. But, uh, you know, you just can't say enough about the heroic effort uh, by the medical training staffs out on the field. And none of us will ever forget the shock, uh, and grief. We, we witnessed right before our very eyes on television, uh, with the players reacting, the Bills and the Bengals. So, uh, the coaches, all of them, it was just, uh, something I don't think any of us will ever, ever forget. Uh, the good news is, uh, DeMar started improving at the, uh, towards the end of last week. After a couple of very, very scary type of days where there just wasn't much information. And uh, so it was just a very, very uh, touchy couple of days. Uh, But he does seem to be uh, doing better, much better, in fact. Uh, Almost almost a miracle, it seems. And uh, I think we're all thrilled with that. So that leads into my highlight of the week, which is related, of course, which is yesterday's stirring and inspirational win by the Buffalo Bills as they played for their fallen teammate, DeMar Hamlin. And the opening kickoff for a touchdown was uh, a play for the ages. And I think it's safe to say it was the top moment of this NFL season. Uh, DeMar was watching the game with his parents. Uh, he's been 
uh, tweeting and Instagramming and doing video calls. Uh, and he just, of course, like everybody watching that game was just thrilled and literally blown away that the Bills, Naheem Hines, would take the opening kickoff uh, given the week that occurred and take it to uh, take it to the house. So it was just incredible. Um, and again, I think easily, hands down, the top moment of this NFL season. As we all know, the nation and the world has prayed for DeMar uh, after uh, he suffered the cardiac arrest on the field and his life was saved by CPR. And, uh, you know, to have the result by the end of the week that we had was just uh, truly incredible stuff Um, and just a spectacular uh, ending to what was just, uh, as I said at the beginning, a week like no other. So um, that does lead into my low light of the week, which was the Pittsburgh Steelers not making the playoffs after really a valiant second half of the season effort. Uh, their rookie quarterback, Kenny Pickett, really came around, uh, to put it mildly. And, uh, and you know, they, they, they were a team on a roll. They beat the Cleveland Browns yesterday, so they did their part to hopefully sneak into the playoffs, but they needed the uh, Patriots to lose, which they did to the Bills. Uh, but then the Dolphins were able to beat the Jets in a, a pretty much field goal game. And so the Dolphins are going to the playoffs. And uh, and the Steelers are not, and the Patriots are not. Two teams I follow very closely, the Steelers and Patriots, of course, still a Patriot season ticket member uh, to this day. And... Uh, Lifelong fan of the Steelers, so uh, disappointing to see those two didn't make it. Um, but the Dolphins, after I think they lost five or six in a row, did what they needed to do uh, to secure a playoff spot. The status of Tua at quarterback is still very, very much up in the air. So we shall see what happens there, um, but should be interesting to follow. Um, my bizarre story of the week was the Detroit Lions going into Green Bay and ending the Packers season, uh, just shocking third time in a row that the Packers season with Aaron Rodgers under center has ended with a loss in Lambeau Field. Um, so just a bit of a shocker there. Um, and uh, what can you say about Aaron Rodgers? He's just, uh, you know, didn't have the season that we thought. Certainly did not have the game that we thought. And uh, again, to see the Lions go into Lambeau, given the history, was really, you know, quite the shocker. And... Uh, you know, it's just going to be, uh, you know, 
a fascinating offseason. Aaron Rodgers's post-game press conference, he actually referenced retirement and how he would have no regrets if he left the game. So, uh, so yeah. So that's just uh, going to bear uh, watching, as always, with Aaron Rodgers in the offseason, it seems. Um, but anyway... The Lions weren't going to the playoffs either as a result of Seattle winning that knocked out the Lions. So they had, quote, nothing to play for, although I'm sure the opportunity to knock the rival Packers out of the playoffs was uh, plenty of incentive, as we saw displayed last night at Lambeau Field. So the playoffs are now set with the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks hosting the Cowboys on Monday night right here in in Tampa. And uh, let's not forget, the Bucks beat the Cowboys in the last two openers of the season. And it feels like the Bucks are ascending after their stirring victory a couple weeks ago to win the division uh, by beating the Carolina Panthers. Well, the boys, Cowboys that is, are descending. Uh, it feels like, given yesterday's egg that they laid against the Washington Commanders. They looked awful. <laughs> there is no other way to say it. And uh, so, but they're still in the playoffs and they still have a great record, uh, much better than the Bucks' record. So, uh, but division winners get to, get to host a playoff game. Uh, that's it. So, Super Wild Card Weekend is announced. Saturday, we have Seattle at San Francisco. And Los Angeles Chargers at Jacksonville, who played a great game to beat the Titans on Saturday night. And Sunday, we have Miami at Buffalo, New York Giants at Minnesota, and Baltimore at Cincinnati. And then Monday night, as I mentioned, it'll be the Bucks hosting the Cowboys. And the excitement is already palpable down here in... Uh, in the Tampa area, it's going to be a really fun week. And it's a little bonus because we get next uh, another extra day or two to build up towards Monday night. So it's going to be uh, definitely really fun to watch, uh, to say the least. Uh, what can you say? The Bucks have Tom Brady. <laughs> so nobody would even think of not giving the uh, bucks a shot, and in fact, uh, the Cowboys are looks like they're favored by three. Pretty rare for a road team, but the record is so the disparity in the records between the Cowboys' excellent season and the Bucks' to be kind up and down season, uh, y- you know, cannot be ignored. Um, but you know, and the Bucks lost to Atlanta yesterday, but Brady only played, you know. Uh, into the second quarter, no surprise. It was meaningless. It couldn't advance their position in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but when they did win against the Panthers, you know, Brady and Mike Evans finally connected as Brady threw three touchdown passes uh, to Mike Evans after they seemed to be in a disconnect for pretty much the whole season. Um, so that was encouraging. Uh, for all Bucks fans to see those two get back on the same page and uh, 
that needs to happen for them to have any chance whatsoever of beating the uh, of beating the Cowboys. Brady and Evans have to be in sync. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fabulous weekend. Uh, two games Saturday, three on Sunday, one Monday night. Um, so wall to wall playoff football. Really nothing quite like it. We got a taste of it in what was in effect the playoff game on Saturday night, final game of the regular season, but. It was a winner-take-all game with the Jaguars beating the Titans in Jacksonville. The crowd was fabulous, <clears throat> to say the least, and it'll be uh, uh, equally interesting in their playoff game, no doubt about it. Uh, so now let's take our break, and we still have a lot more to get to on the other side, so don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus Freedom for Humans with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR 
at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Where's America listeners? Welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. So, to continue on with the theme of yesterday or this past weekend's NFL action, um, you know, yesterday's red zone was at an all-time high, given the stakes. Uh, I'm a red zone addict, and it was never more fun than yesterday. Uh, You know, I already touched on, of course, the Bills beating the Patriots, uh, which was pretty much featured throughout the day, but it was a good game. I, I give the Patriots a lot of credit because they, uh, you know, as we all know, as uh, as I discussed to start the show, the Bills were playing with a purpose uh, for their teammate Demar Hamlin, still in the hospital. Um, but the Patriots, to their credit, just kept coming back and coming back. But they just couldn't seem to, uh, you know, well, they couldn't stop the Bills. That was obvious. Um, but they also just Unfortunately, he scored field goals when they sh- could have or should have scored touchdowns. Uh, getting the ball one particular spot in the second half where they were, got the ball like the 10-yard line. I think it was a turnover by the Bills. And, you know, they couldn't punch it in. And you're not going to win a game up in Buffalo if you can't punch it in against that team. That's for sure. Um, I already mentioned the Jaguars beating the Titans. Uh, on Saturday night, great game to watch, uh, and great to see such a huge crowd in Jacksonville, which, oh, by the way, reminds me, uh, down here in Florida, the state of Florida has three teams in the playoffs. All three Florida teams are in the postseason, so I know I talked about the uh, excitement here in Tampa Bay, but I'm sure it's Equally exciting, uh, certainly up in Jacksonville, because they kind of come out of nowhere after a rough start to their season. No different than the Detroit Lions. But going down the stretch, they and the Lions, as we saw on Lambeau Field last night, uh, were two teams nobody wanted to play. And uh, the Jaguars, uh, again, are just, uh, you know, they're going to be hosting a game. Um and when is that going to be? That is going to be Saturday night, primetime, 8-15. Uh, Great-looking game there, Los Angeles Chargers uh, and Justin Herbert versus Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence, so two of the bright young quarterbacks in the league, to say the least. Um, Trevor Lawrence, it was interesting to watch him the other night. He did not have his best game, missed a couple throws. The announcers talked about it. Uh, at length, and uh, but yet it was the all about the Jaguars' defense. They come up big. Of course, the play of the game was the uh, uh, strip sack and scoop and score. Strip sack of, uh, you know, of the Titans' quarterback and uh, Joshua Dobbs. And uh, again, the, <laughs> the, the ball bounced out on the right side. And uh, just one bounce right into the hands of the Jaguars defender who just took it uh, 30, 40 yards in for the score. And that just, it's what they needed because the Jaguars offense really wasn't getting it done. 
again, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I expect him to come back uh, with a pretty good game on Saturday night. Uh, we all know his story. He's, uh, he's the chosen one um, from a few years back. Went to Clemson, won a national championship right off the bat his freshman year, I believe. And, uh, you know, he's had a great second half. And, uh, you know, I like what I see out of him. And uh, I think he may have gotten the kinks out, shall we say. So you have to wonder how far they can go without two of the Dolphins. Um, he's such an integral part of that gig team and had such a good season. But, it'll, it, you know, it'll be interesting to watch. And they're heading up to Buffalo, who, a team that they beat early in the season when the Bills were on a bit of a roll. So uh, you can't count out the Dolphins. You can't count out any team in the playoffs, of course. The Eagles and the Chiefs have secured the number one seeds. Um, so they both get the bye week and, uh, and, you know, <laughs> as a long time Patriot season ticket holder, I know, uh, the difference that having that bye week, uh, can make, uh, one less game you got to win to get to the Super Bowl. And, uh, the Eagles were sputtering there, but they did what they needed to do to get that number one seed. And, uh. And we'll have to see if they can revert back to the form they were throughout most of the season after the sputter. And they seem to uh, be back to themselves yesterday. And the Chiefs, the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes continues to do creative and amazing things uh, on a regular basis. <laughs> he, he's just something else. So I talked earlier about Seattle. Fascinating game yesterday with them. Um and, you know, against the Rams, who had absolutely nothing to play for. Uh, and, you know, they got a lot of penalties called. It's uh, They seemed to go their way. Uh, to their credit, they took full advantage. Geno Smith, probably the comeback player of the year, the quarterback for the Seahawks. He looked good. And, uh, and yeah, so they're in the playoffs. And, you know, again, them winning – eliminated the Lions uh, and allowed them to get in. Uh, although, had the Packers won, I think the Packers would have gone in and the Seahawks wouldn't, but it doesn't matter. Packers lost. Lions with not a whole lot, to, with nothing to play for postseason-wise, just went in and uh, showed what they're all about. And, you know, I think anybody who watched Hard Knocks, I did, uh, just kind of loves Dan Campbell, their fiery coach. And, uh, you know, you talk about a team that's ascending. The Detroit Lions are certainly a team you have to uh, look forward to watching next year. You know, given that they've been so down for so long. And uh, and they just uh, had for what for them was the dream game. Uh I was hoping throughout the day that, you know, it would be kind of a, a winner-take-all game, uh, just like the Jaguars-Titans on Saturday night. So, in effect, the playoffs starting a week early didn't turn out that way. But then, uh, given the games, the setting in Lambeau and everything, and the way the two teams went at it, it was just great, great theater. Um, really, really enjoyed watching that game last night and just seeing if the – Two things. Could the Lions pull it out, number one, and 
when was Aaron Rodgers going to start to do Aaron Rodgers things that we're used to over the years? And uh, so it just really, really never happened. He had his moments, but, you know, uh, nothing really in the fourth quarter, which was somewhat shocking for anybody who has watched Aaron Rodgers over the years. You, you just, I think most anybody watching that game, myself included, just thought Aaron Rodgers, especially when he got the ball late for one last shot, final drive, was just going to take him down the field and win. And that's what we're used to. That's what we've been seeing for the most part um, through the years, but not always because, again, as I mentioned, he lost a couple years ago to the Bucks at Lambeau Field and then, uh, you know, lost last year to the 49ers. Um, again, to repeat, hard to believe that the – Packers seasons have ended the last three years now at Lambeau Field with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback. So we shall see. Playoffs are here. It's going to be fun. So uh, now let's take our break. And next up is our call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're headed for new hunts and new beginnings in our crosshairs or skunks, snakeheads, sharpies, nilgai, and even some fudge from Uranus. Guiding us with no fear or trepidation will be the legendary Scott Lasath of Dead Meat, plus the outdoor whisker chaser Cat Daddy, and the camel crusader Chris Queen from Trekking Outdoors. The Revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live. 
the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. And no surprise, A.P. is out in Los Angeles getting ready to cover Tonight's national championship game between Georgia and TCU. And AP, how you doing today? Hey, doing great, John. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, thank you, AP. And knowing the time difference, thank you so much for calling in earlier than usual. Uh, I know it's only around 9.30 a.m. out there in the West Coast. Uh, but you have to be excited. I know you've been there for a few days, so I assume the... Uh, excitement is really building to a crescendo out there. Yes, uh, Cinderella has made it to the ball. Uh, right. TCU, yeah, I'm speaking about them. The, they won the regular season of the Big 12, lost to Kansas State in the league championship game, 13-1, ranked number three, uh, beat a, an outstanding Michigan team in the Fiesta Bowl, scored, scored 51 points, offense and defense yes. combined. Amazing an exceptional game. performance. Yeah. Yes, absolutely, AP. Uh, no, it, it's exciting. I mean, everybody loves an underdog, uh, but it's going to be see, uh, fascinating to see if they can pull it off. I mean, that game against Michigan, in addition to the uh, riveting Ohio State-Georgia uh, game, was just as good as it gets for those two semifinal games. Yeah. They, they were just epic. Um, yes, it, enough to delay any real New Year's Eve celebration. I mean, the the missed Ohio State kick, AP, I know you already know this, uh, was exactly, precisely at the stroke of midnight. Um, and <laughs> you, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, I, I was sitting there watching it right. thinking like, oh boy, this is this is about to occur right around the stroke of midnight, for the, which of course was the new year, 2022 into 2023, and it uh, that's exactly what happened. Uh, I said it's a headline writer's dream, and that's exactly what it turned out to be, AP. Um, anyway, they were both great. TCU, the way they just kept scoring and scoring against Michigan, you know, and just the whole game, and Michigan, to their credit, was scoring a lot too, but it was just, such good theater to watch. Uh, but I think, you, you know, college football fans and media like us, AP, we, each time Michigan kind of answered, you kind of thought, okay, here we go. They're Michigan. They've had a great year and second year in the row in the playoffs. But you talk about a team answering. TCU had all the answers that day, that evening, shall we say. Yes. Yeah, they took, had the two pick sixes, uh, which that's a great start, right? Oh, yeah. 
They're Absolutely. They had uh, Quentin, jo- yeah, Quentin Johnson with a long touchdown reception. He caught the ball and took off down the sideline. The Michigan defender missed the tackle. Um, their backup running back, uh, Armani DiMarcato, I think is his name. I'm pronouncing it correctly. He was filling in for the 1,300-yard rusher, uh, Miller. So we know that somebody's blocking up front, John. It's not just throwing the ball out in space and hoping Correct. for the best. I mean, they're powerful up front. Somebody, somebody's accomplishing a great deal on the offensive line against the defensive fronts throughout the season. No doubt about it, AP. Um, and that was, the, in my mind, the, the lasting memory of that game were big plays. I mean, this was not... Uh, this is the furthest thing from grinded out football we've ever seen. And, you know, I think in the end it would be safe to say that, you know, that's not Michigan's game. Michigan is a, a pounded on the ground type of team. And, uh, you know, it just didn't turn into that type of game. And so that no. in of itself that Michigan was able to answer with a lot of big plays of their own. So, but TCU, they earned their spot in tonight's game. And it's going to be fascinating to see, uh, See how they do tonight, to put it mildly. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think TCU, they're very relaxed. They play fast and loose. Their coach is perfect for the transfer portal. He has that type of personality that understands their circumstances in life that alters the the, uh, direction of a career. And I think he's going to do very well uh, with the transfer portal. He's going to recruit better players right there in the state of Texas. And, John, I was thinking about this thing the other day. Uh, with the future 12-team playoff, I thought Cinderella, she's a one-night gal. But then I, right. but then I started <laughs> to reflect, and I said, but now a team like TCU in the Big 12, they could tell a recruit, we don't have to win every game. We, we beat uh, some highly ranked teams. They have two losses. We're, we're in the dance. And they can siphon off four to six players per year in a five-year stretch. That's 20, 30 players that maybe Texas wanted, Oklahoma, uh, USC comes to town, Alabama comes to Texas, Ohio State. They get those types of players on their roster, and we see what they've done with recruiting classes that are really like probably 25 and below. Right. And they're in the national championship game. So they have an upgrade, let's say, on the defensive line, get a consistent edge rusher, top cornerback, wide receiver, running back, quarterback. A left tackle, a kicker. We see that with good coaching, Texas can't take everybody. Oklahoma can't take everybody. Alabama can't take everybody. Correct. And if they do, there's good players that are that remain, and you can coach them, and you can develop them, and 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 play toe to toe with these blue bloods. No question, in my mind. Oh, no doubt about it. And AP, I, I think you know, proud to say, because. TCU is just the, you know, ringing example. Uh, you know, we've been on this transfer portal with increasingly, you know, frequent discussions about it uh, over the past couple of years, and now it's just gone. You know, we kind of predicted what could happen, and it feels like it's now happening. I mean, I didn't realize, you know, until the playoffs here that TCU was had been – you know, so many players out of the transfer portal. And now that they've done it once, you have to put them at the head of the class as far as using it properly. Um, and yes. you have to think that's going to continue. 
Yes, John, and, and I don't know if the audience realizes, only four players, think of this, John, out of 85, four players have ever competed in a bowl game. Right. Yes. I know. There you go. That, uh, that pretty much no sums it up. Right. Yeah, no stage fright for this team at all. Correct. Yes, none. Um, there, you know, but tonight is the big stage. I know you have been before in SoFi Field Stadium. I, I hear it. Correct, you have been inside before. Oh, I think for John, John, you know what, John? I was there for the announcement of the Pro Football of Fame uh, new inductees for 2021. So I was next okay. door at the NFL Network. So I was next to the stadium. So this would be my first time inside the stadium. But I'll tell you a really an interesting story. It's kind of personal, John. The individual okay. who drove me by SoFi Stadium when it was being built was none other than the legendary USC Trojan himself, Sam Bam Cunningham. Oh, my gosh. Doesn't get any better than that. that no, that's what I call no, an escorted tour. Let's <laughs> 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 say the least. I had a good blocker in front of me. I can tell you that right now. One of the best. Right. Nobody was getting to you that day. That's for sure. Um, Yeah. And I myself had a good look at it. Uh, Not too far from its completion. I was at LAX catching a flight. Had a little time where I was outside in the beautiful weather. Uh, And there it was. It was just going up off in the distance. Uh, But very visible what was happening. I knew exactly what I was looking at. And uh, so... It was cool, and yeah, it's a palace. And so tonight will be your first night inside, right? Correct. Wow. Well, you have to be excited for that. Uh, you know, yes. I, I had the pleasure of, you know, and you can relate. You and I have been there. Uh, two, I covered the first two college football national championship CFPs. Uh, my first time inside, Jerry World out in Dallas. And then uh, my first time in uh, stadium in Phoenix for those two games. And it's just nothing like, you know, s- people like us who love sports to enter a new stadium for the first time. It's just nothing like it, especially when you're, you're talking yeah. the level we're talking like. But SoFi Field, <laughs> by all accounts, is uh, the, the palace of all palaces. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah, it's so going to be great. Looking forward to a chat for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And AP, you know, Georgia. We haven't talked a lot about Georgia um, no. so far. I mean, they're the defending national champions. Uh, they they rounded into form in the comeback, double-digit deficit in the fourth quarter. Uh, their comeback was nothing short of amazing to beat Ohio State in the semifinal. And, uh, yes. Obviously, they're favored, I think, by about 13. Um, their defense is, if they win tonight, their defense is going to be legendary uh, when you look at the two-year window last year and this year. Um, so what do you expect in AP? Uh, they're, they're, you know the SEC better than anyone. So uh, yeah. what do you see out of Georgia tonight? I think he's going to try to test them by pounding away uh, at their defense uh, initially and their backs catch a lot of passes, John, Georgia's backs. And the leading receivers, Brock Bowers and Lad McConkey's right behind him, the wide receiver. Uh, I, you know, Brock Bowers is the ultimate matchup because he's a big tight end, too fast for the uh, linebackers, and then too, too powerful for the defensive backs. 
So they'll get the ball to him, I'm sure, with regularity. Um, and, you know, defensively, they're going to pressure the quarterback. They're going to test those wide receivers. But TCU has about three or four or five people that have caught three or four or five touchdowns. So they spread the ball around. That's why I said if you box in Quentin Johnston, the big receiver for TCU, they're going to look elsewhere. Um, uh, Kylie Ring- Ringo is going to uh, – Kelly Ringo is going to try to stop the big wide receiver. He's about 6'2 himself, 6'3. You can check him out on my Facebook page, John. Okay, I yeah, I know you. He's with the TCU players and the uh, Georgia players and the coaches and other people. So they, everybody can check that out at AP Stedham on my Facebook um, oh, yeah, I, you know, I think Georgia, yeah, Georgia will have a gadget playing. I think, I, th- I believe they will at some point. Right, right. Well, one of the great stories with Georgia is, you know, uh, just Stetson Bennett. Uh, what he has done has been nothing short of amazing. Uh, but, you know, we're at our final break here. So why don't we do that? And when we come back after the break, we'll talk, uh, talk a little Stetson Bennett because he is going to. You know, he's had just a storybook ending here the last couple of years uh, with the final chapter to be written tonight. Uh, And we'll get to that on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Did you know that millions of people around the world do not have children? And yet the personal and professional experiences of people without children remain largely unacknowledged across cultures and within our personal networks. Public and workplace policies, media narratives, and educational content often reflect an unconscious bias, rendering our experiences invisible. New Legacy Radio engages these missing conversations with the voices of our community and allies and through committed action for meaningful change. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is obviously, of course, tonight's Georgia TCU National Championship game. And AP, you are out there in Los Angeles 
to cover the game. You've been out there for the past number of days, and and I know it's going to be exciting. We talked about a previous segment, but we ended by referencing Stetson Bennett, the Georgia quarterback, and AP uh, has, has... his story is pretty amazing of how he was doubted and yet won last year's national championship. And here he is again. Yes. He did. I don't think he started this season last year. JT Daniels played quite a few games. If I recall, you're, you're absolutely and, right about that. Yeah. And then yeah. he went on to be the MVP of the semifinal and he beat Alabama after losing in the SEC championship game by 17. Uh, they, they beat them and, uh, well, that was in the championship game. I'm sorry. They, I forgot how they beat in the semifinal last year. I can't recall. But anyway, they... Uh, Michigan. Uh, and, and, and I think they torched it was, it was Michigan. Michigan. That's right. Yes, yeah, right. They yeah. 34 to 11, torched. I think it was. Right. You're right. right. Down torched. to Orange Bowl. I think it was, yeah. So they beat Michigan, then beat Alabama. So he was MVP of both games, I, I recall. And he's played pretty well. But he he'll, he has a tendency to, to throw some interceptions once in a while. He's 23 touchdowns right now, seven interceptions. So... Even one could make the big difference, uh, either quarterback tonight. So, but Stetson Bennett, uh, started at Georgia, left to go to junior college, walked on, came back, earned a scholarship. And it's a storybook, storybook, um, ending last year. We'll see if it's the same. I mean, just for his career in general, uh, he's gonna, he's, he's beloved forever by the Georgia people. Oh, yeah. We'll see if he can end it with the ultimate exclamation point. Uh, and yeah, AP, I mean, I, I think clearly what the Georgia fans and everybody else around the country, you know, wondered, if not doubted, that he could get it done in the biggest of the big games. And now he has three <laughs> games where he's gotten it done. Um, right. Minimum of three, others as well. But you know, I'm talking yeah. college football playoff games. He's won three yeah. Uh, yeah. in a year's time and going for his fourth right. tonight. And boy, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> that, that's a serious statement. I'll tell you that that's just incredible yeah, when you're I, given the background. Yeah, you I think just that discussed. would be the, yeah, John, I think that would be the record. Would not for, for playoff games to win in this era, in this era of football, college football play. Yeah. I, I nobody's yeah, done I because think... Alabama, Alabama was the last one to repeat. And, uh, that was not in the, I don't think that was in the, that was not the college football playoff era, I believe. No, that was the old BCS days, I believe. Right, so this will uh, the, be a record yeah. if he sets it. Yeah, yeah. this is the first Win, in the CFP. The quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Tonight is the first uh, opportunity and the uh, or first uh, time when a team could win back-to-back in the CFP era. And, oh, by the way, speaking of quarterbacks, Max Duggan, uh, pretty good uh, career himself, and, and he is like yes. a force of nature, that guy. Yes, John, the, the greatest quote that I had in my interviews, Quentin Johnston, the tall wide receiver for TCU, yep. he said, our quarterback will compete until he can't breathe. Correct. And he showed that in the Big 12 championship game where he basically uh, took him down the field single-handedly, whether it was running, passing, whatever to tie yeah. the game and send it to overtime where they ultimately lost. But what he did on that drive uh, is the stuff of college football lore, literally. Yes, yes. Well, it's going to be oh. interesting, and to say the least, it's going to be great. AP, I'm thrilled you're out there. Certainly, uh, you know, I expected you would be, and you are. Um, 
But AP, speaking of quarterbacks, any thoughts as we wind up the season or the show and the season, you know, with bowl games, other quarterbacks? Yes. What jumped yeah, out at you? Yeah three, three, yeah, three thoughts real quick, John. The two quarterbacks in tonight's game were both doubted. They had to really earn their way. They're on the bench for a while. Okay. Right. Then secondly, Bryce Young, Will Anderson Jr. both came back to play for their team, to, to, play, to play for their team in, in the bowl games. Yep. And that was a great uh, trend. Hopefully that happens. Hopefully that happens. And then the, the other thing is Tennessee with Joe Milton, the, the transfer from Michigan, they beat Clemson in the bowl game. Uh, I think Tennessee's the team to watch in that SEC Eastern Division. Their defense will get better over time, I believe. So I think Georgia, that'll be a nice matchup in the coming years. Yes. I felt that uh, I feel like Tennessee has arrived. And they arrived the night, uh, the game against Alabama. And, uh, you you know, they lost their quarterback but hung in there and, you know, ultimately uh, ended the season successfully. And I'm just going to give a shout-out to Penn State for their uh, Rose Bowl victory over Utah, quality team to say the least. And uh, it was just good to see Sean Clifford, uh, speaking of quarterbacks, you know, ended his lengthy career at Penn State on a high note. And all Penn State fans, you talk about a quarterback who was doubted (laughs) through the years. He was one, uh, but he ended, you know, on top. So good for him. It was great to see. Yes, yes, it was. It was outstanding for him and the Penn State squad. Had a nice season, ended up 11-2 and winning the Rose Bowl. That's a nice season for them yes. yes yes and it was a it really was a nice memory for me i had been to the 95 rose bowl against oregon the kajana carter 83 yard run on the first play of the game and turned out i didn't realize that that was their first ever uh, victory in the rose bowl for penn state because the game uh where they just won uh against utah they kept referencing it was their second ever rose bowl win so I was at the first, so right. that made me feel good. Well, AP, <laughs> I don't want to hold you up. I'm sure you're rushing out to the stadium to soak up all the atmosphere and work, you know, cover the game, and it's just wish you the best of luck. You're going to have a terrific day and night, to say the least. Yeah, thank you very much, John. Happy New Year to you and the audience as well. Thank you so much for having me on today. Oh, and thank you, AP. Happy New Year to you, and we really appreciate your expertise. We'll all be living through you watching the game tonight, that's for sure. Vicariously <laughs> okay, through you. Uh, <laughs> all right. Enjoy, AP, and thanks again. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.